Welcome to That Mom Life. It is Sarah Jordan. And alongside today, I need you to understand that That Mom Life is all about the village of mom supporting moms, but also dads too. So I wanted to make sure that this is all inclusive. Nothing is ever off the table. So I invited one of my good friends, Ben Byrne, to the studio. Now, Ben is a father. You are a father of two and one on the way, like really any day now. Any day now. With with baby three, I mean, realistically... Colleen could go at any time. Anytime. She had an appointment this morning and they... (laughs) So if you run away from me, I will understand. So the reason why I wanted to invite Ben in, I will start by saying Ben and I have known each other since high school. We did high school theater together. Yep. I want to say you graduated one year below me. Yes. I think so. Yeah. So the funny thing, and Ben and I were talking right before we actually turned on the microphones, our kids are exactly the same age. We both had our first in 2013. Um, I think Kennedy is a little bit older than your second. She was born in 2015. Was Finn in 2015? Yes. Okay, so we have 2015. November. Okay, so just six months apart. And that's almost exactly what's happening now with our third. So Ben and I literally are following into the same stair steps of children, which is kind of weird. <laughs> get ready, world. I know, you just said they're going to get so sick of our kids because it's never going to end. <laughs> it's never ending. So this is actually the first time I've had a dad on this podcast. And the reason why I brought you in, and you said yes immediately, and the more that I talk to you about this, it makes so much sense. Tell people what you do for a living, or more or less the journey into how you got to the owner of Dada Boutique, which is what you do. You now have two locations. Yeah, um, I've done retail pretty much my entire life from the, well, working life. Yes. From the time I was 16, that's, that's what I learned to do. And as I went through the hoops and was promoted multiple times, I realized I could be doing this for myself and not for the corporate America. So I don't feel like many people actually think that way to think that I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to running a store. That's hard. It's really hard. Um, and it wasn't until I was a district manager running about 14 locations that I really felt that crunch mm-hmm. and got that time taken away from my family and said to myself, okay, now it's a need to do this for myself, not a want. So where did you come up with the idea to open Dada Boutique, which is, how would you describe Dada Boutique? Uh, we carry a lot of uh, juniors and women's apparel, accessories, hats, shoes. I mean, pretty much anything, a normal boutique. But we do cater to women who are in their 30s yes. and up versus the teens. And, you know, those people have the Forever 21s and the mall stores. And sure. we really want to try to capture those women, not those girls. So what is the name Dada mean? Dada is an art movement that was all about anything being art and challenging societal norms. And so for us, it made a lot of sense because we really want every woman to feel beautiful in her own skin. And even though fashion is really about looking great, we want it to be a whole mood. Okay, I don't know how I've never asked you that question before, because for some reason, that's not what I thought you were going to say. (laughs) Now, how long have you been the owner of your own boutique? Uh, Almost three years. Okay, so you literally did this in the middle of children because your oldest daughter is six. Yeah. Okay, what was it like forming your own boutique as a dad? Hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was really interesting because coming away from corporate America where, you know, you get paid pretty well. Sure. um, And regularly. Regularly. uh, Everything was stable. There's just a lot of stability to that. Yeah. Um, We had to take a large step back financially and just make some changes in our lives Mm -hmm. in order to make this possible. And part of that was we really couldn't afford a babysitter or daycare. And 
So the kids started coming with me to the store every day. So your first location was in a tinier store in New Albany. And I can remember coming to visit you. 380 square feet. Oh, my God. That's smaller than a tiny home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And what ages were the kids when you started taking them to work with you? Gosh, I guess they were... Finn was just uh, about one and a half, and which means Jovi would have been about three, three and a yeah. half. So your wife works full time, obviously out of retail. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so when you decided to go to the store, you took your kids with you. I can remember you telling me like you would put a little sign in the door because you'd have to run to a different area because there was no bathroom oh, inside yeah. that store. Our first, our first location was in a courtyard and there was no bathroom in the store. So I had to train, you know, potty train Finn, my son in that little bathroom in the courtyard. So we had to close the door and, and hope that nobody came while we were gone with a little note. And uh, I, I still joke with a couple of, of our guests who have seen Finn like waddle out of the, the bathroom into the middle of the courtyard and scar them for life as he's like, <laughs> Daddy, wipe my butt. So, you know, it was... So this is all part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here because, I mean, first of all, most people are not taking their kids with them out of the home to go to work. I mean, usually it's like they go to the sitter and you go to work. You ha- were building a business and you took your kids with you. Yeah. What was the hardest part about doing that? I think finding the balance. Um, you know, I wanted to be able to give our guests the the best experience possible. Sure. But I also want that for my kids. So finding that time where Finn has to use the potty or... Um, you know, we want them to stay, we want to create fun things for them to do, whether it's coloring, being able to interact with them, not just have them present, but really be present with them. Mm -hmm. So to it's so, it was really difficult to be present for them and present for our guests. Well, and then you're running your own business. So it's not like you could call into work really. No, no. So, um, luckily we have family in town who were very supportive and there were days i mean there were absolutely days where i thought i was going to lose my mind and i would call my mom or call my mother-in-law and be like is there any way you can just come get them for a couple of hours so that i can have some sanity time um and that was so having that support was definitely very helpful do you think the kids look up to you in a different way because they've watched the growth of your business like i know that jovi has her own line now (laughs) yeah so i mean she's clearly been immersed in this and i mean dear god for as much as she can remember of her life yeah you know i think it's interesting and i don't know that they they don't know what they don't know so they don't know that it's different oh that's true and so but what i see is as to where normal, I say normal, other quote unquote normal, uh, yeah, quote unquote normal, uh, you know, some kids have aspirations of being doctors and lawyers and um, things that they truly don't fathom yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Jovi, from the youngest age I can I can think of, from the time we started, she started coming to work with me, started creating her own stores in anywhere she could find. She would go collect my items and try to sell them back to me. Um, <laughs> You know, That's she's a genius. So, um, so, but she would, and she would merchandise them in a little, little area. She'd go find things on a table and she'd say, Oh, I'm merchandising or, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this. And she'd set up her own little store and then I'd have to buy back my own items. Um, so she really doesn't know any difference. So no, she has no, no idea. You have now, 
you're out of that location. Yeah. And you now have a location in New Albany and Corden. And I can remember when you moved to the bigger store in New Albany, which was a much bigger facility. Much bigger. Like 2,000 square feet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So quadruple the size. So now the kids almost have like, they have their own little nook in the they back, do. back end. Yes. Whereas they, like, I feel like before they had like a little like cut out of a wall. Like they, did, they basically had a closet. They had a closet. Um, <laughs> yeah. With a television and a bunch of books and some toys that got dumped in. But now, you know, they, they do have their own nook. It's if you go in the back room, there's, there's like a sofa and... Um, a big toy box, and they have like a little toy kitchen, and it's it's a mini apartment is what they have back there. So, so they're spoiled. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, are they? I know Joby's now in kindergarten. How much time are they spending at the store now? Practically none. So, okay, so that's what's yeah. changed. I mean, obviously she went to kindergarten. That changed. We now, when we opened our second location, it my my schedule changed quite a bit. We hired a store manager for the Corridan location, mm-hmm. but it put me in more of a traveling role and. It became we got busy enough that it really was no longer feasible for us to for me to feel like I could give Finley or Jovi the experience that they needed and the customers at the same time. So we did hire a babysitter. Okay. Yeah. So do you miss having them in the store? I really do sometimes. Yeah. You know, there were times where I, I felt like I was go, 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 go. And I never got anything done. But then at the there are still times where I will turn back and I'll, I'll get ready to open that door to say something to, to one of them and realize they're not there. And it's the weirdest feeling because they were just like permanent little attachments, uh, you know? Well, I mean, that really was your second home. It was. And it was their second home. It was like your apartment. You had your house yeah. and then you had your apartment that you were at during the day where you happened to sell things. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what it was like. Um, so it was very strange when they stopped coming, especially, you know, it, it hit me really hard when Jovi went to school mm. and it was just Finley coming with me every day um, because he, they, they to some extent they do occupy one another. Oh, and for sure. Two kids, they 100%. Yeah. They're into different things, but at the same time, they know they have each other. They play Absolutely. With each other. So when Finley did, no, did not have her at the store anymore, I was the plaything. I was the, the source of entertainment. And that became very difficult. So I know you and I were texting back and forth when I first invited you on here. The position you've been in with the kids, you weren't a stay-at-home dad. No. You were a go-to-work dad, but you really were doing both at the same time. You were working in, in with your kids constantly, yeah. building a business from scratch with your name, your livelihood, your family's livelihood on the line. Mm-hmm. I, I, did you describe it as somewhat isolating because you didn't know who to talk to? Like the, You were in a different situation than most people. Yeah, you know, I find, and I, I did find it isolating for a couple of reasons. Um, I didn't have any friends that were going through the same thing, mm-hmm. male or female. Yep. Um, and most of the groups and things like that that you find online or um, it's all the mommy mommy swap and mommy groups and there's really not a well not that I have found a, a version of that for fathers so it was a little bit weird and a very very isolating because no one I didn't feel like anyone truly understood exactly Mm -hmm. the situation which i mean even now i think about the fact that i have stay-at-home mom friends i have stay-at-home a a few stay-at-home dad friends Uh uh-huh but not the combo of working home literally into one yeah you know i have friends who are stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads and they would text oh we're going to the zoo today we're going to this place we're going to that place and i'm like i can't guys i would love to do I, (laughs) i would love to take a vacation day but 
It's so it, funny you mentioned specifically the zoo. Because I use as an example how many times I get asked Monday through Friday, oh, do you want to go to the zoo today? And I'm like, I do want to go. I do. <laughs> but I work full time. Yep. I would like nothing more than to take my children with me. So I guess you had your kids with you. So it's not that you weren't seeing them. So quantity of time wasn't your issue. But how do you divide out the quality of time? Because you're a retail business. You're yep. open late. You're not home at five o'clock. No. It was really tough. You know, my wife would come and pick them up generally after she got off work at five. And so I had that two hour block to get really things that I needed to get done. But by the time I got home and for family time, we we close at seven o'clock. So by the time I got home, we were wrapping things up, doing homework, you know, eating, eating, you know, nourishing bodies and, you know, bath time and bed. And that was, I mean, it was just, we were, it's, it's still such a routine that it is really tough to get that quality of time. So I am lucky that we, we are closed two days a week, Sundays and Mondays. And Monday is, we, we, we just call it daddy day because um, Finley's like, what day of the week is it? Daddy day. He's like, what day is that? Like, <laughs> you know, like, mean? what does that mean? He asked me that the other day. He's like, but what day is it? So um, Mondays are daddy days. And I try to find something to go out and do um, after I pick Jovi up from school. And in between that amount of time that my wife gets home and things like that. So that we do get that one day of quality time because through the week, it's pretty much non-existent. So you and I were just discussing we both have kids that started kindergarten. Our eldest are in kindergarten. It is such a huge parental shift. Like it's hard for the kids. It's probably harder for the kids, but my mm-hmm. kids were already in preschool every single day. So they were already in that routine for a solid two years prior to kindergarten. But as a parent, the pressure of like, if they have absences, that's on their record forever. If they have tardies, that's on their, their record throughout all of school homework. Um, getting to bed so much earlier to get up so much earlier. I yeah. mean, because my husband works late on Mondays and Tuesdays. He didn't get home until after 8 o'clock last night. So I'm dealing with all three kids. <laughs> but then it's like they went to bed at 8.40. He saw them for not even 30 minutes last night. And he didn't right. even see the baby because the baby was already asleep. So, I mean, that's part of, like, if you don't have the traditional schedule, it is so hard Monday through Friday to adjust to school. Have you found the same struggle Absolutely. School? Uh, 100%. It's been really difficult for us. And you can see it on the kids, you know, just their attitudes. And Jovi, by the time she, by the time like eight o'clock hits, Mm -hmm. she just melts. She's just not herself anymore. Yeah. And she's just a a shell of a human going through the motions. And she's, she she is not a morning person. She got my, uh, my lack of morning whatever you would call it i'm yeah, I'm, a poor, not a I'm not a morning person i'm a terrible morning person so but my but finley jumps right up and goes but jovi it is and she's the one in school and it's so tough for her like she does not she does not deal well with it I, well i feel like and again you're getting ready to deal with the same thing it's like the baby threw a whole different wrench into things from a okay now i'm outmanned but the baby's needs are so much different than kindergarten needs. But I, at the same time, I need to make sure I set the academic standard now so that they love school. They enjoy going to school. They don't stress out about homework. Like, I need to do as much as I can now. I can't tell you, and I, I'm sure you have the same nights. The kids go to bed, and I just sit in the kitchen feeling completely defeated. Like, yeah. I failed today. 
I didn't do everything I could. I don't, I didn't do everything for my children. Like I couldn't do it all. And there's some days that I'm just insanely hard on myself about that. You know, we talked a little bit about this before we turn on the mics, but we, my wife and I have endless conversations about creating our own chaos because there are times where we want that quality time so much, or we're in the middle of doing something where it, it could be something as small as an Uno game. Yeah. And we have to weigh out whether or not finishing that Uno game and getting them to bed a little late is worth the repercussions of what's going to happen tomorrow mm-hmm. and how we're going to balance that. I feel like it's so wild that we have to pretty much pencil in in 15 minute blocks of what let what alone time for you and Colleen. <laughs> what time? <laughs> what time is that? That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. But no, you're it's a miracle we're having another baby. <laughs> uh, I'm, imp- I'm impressed. No, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You at least fit in maybe like 10 minutes. Right. That's, good. That's good. 10 minutes for you two. That's good. Um, same. I don't know how I figured it out. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. You're right. The weighing things out because there's times where it's like, okay, it starts with me from the second my alarm goes off. How long do I lay in bed? Yeah. And then go feed the baby. And then I get myself ready. But if I've already started running late, now I'm getting the kids up late. Now I'm rushing them around the house. Now I'm like getting short with them because I'm like, you have to hurry up faster. No, you don't have time to sit there and watch TV. And then I realized I got my child all together ready for school in 25 minutes. Right. It's like magic. It was he. They're doing great. We're sucking. Right. (laughs) I'm the hot mess that they're witnessing. That's the part that I am. I feel like we've actually gotten the morning routine down better, but the nighttime routine. And again, because my husband works late on Mondays and Tuesdays, it's like, okay, do I put him to bed and they don't see their dad? No, no. They're asking about him all night long. Yeah. So it's like Monday and Tuesday, put them to bed later. And then I pull back their bedtime earlier, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Cause I agree with you. When my son gets too tired, he turns into a different child. It's weird. It's emotionally. It's like a, a light switch. 100%. Emotionally, he's a different child. He reacts differently to everything. The way he's acting out, I call it the Hulk out phase. It's like <laughs> every bit, bit of energy he has collected into one ball of crazy. And I'm like, this is my fault because he's too tired. Like, what am I doing? He needs to go. He's not 14. He's six. Right. It's just, it is such a different dynamic when you've got kids in school. And now my daughter's starting in the fall, which is crazy. And then there's a baby. The needs are so separated. So if I could say one thing to you now is your routine's going to get turned upside down. Again. And I'm terrified, mm-hmm. you know, because you, we live off structure like that. So do our kids. But, the, you know, the baby's needs are simple. Like that is true. <laughs> eat, poop, sleep. But pretty much maybe an upset belly. Like they've got some gas going on. Other than that, pretty much what they want. It's pretty predictable. I feel like. You guys are going to rock three because you can rock two. It's just finding the balance between the older kids' needs versus the baby's needs and making sure someone's balanced in there. It's right. It's not going to be us. <laughs> right. It's not going to be us. No. But whatever I can do for them, like, I will say, there's sometimes, like, I get such high hopes. Like, I did this around the holidays so bad. I was like, I refuse the fact that we have a newborn to affect the big kids. We're still going to go out on all these adventures. And then something would happen. Someone would have a temper tantrum and I'd be like, and now it's all ruined. And now I'm all disappointed and upset. Whereas like last night I was trying to keep the baby entertained to her bedtime, doing anything I can. And both kids came and joined me on my bed. So then all of us are sitting on the bed trying to make the baby laugh. She's laughing. We're all together as one making the baby laugh. And I was like, this is literally a moment that was nothing that just turned into like the best 20 minutes. And do you think sometimes it's, it's that we put so much pressure on ourselves to create these memorable moments for them. And 
what we think it needs to look like. Yep. And it, I find that a lot is that I, I find myself trying to create these picturesque moments for them that I want them to remember when we've been making those those memories all along. And I'm just making myself crazy. Well, because we get asked to go to the zoo. We get, Yep. And we see all these things happening in these picture perfect ways. Yes. Because of social media or being asked ourselves from friends and I find myself so much more disappointed in those occasions. They 100%. never live up to what I have put in my head ever. Never. Versus a Monday night home with my kids. My husband came home and I was like, that was the best night. They were so sweet. We were all together. The baby was interacting. She's finally, because they assumed when she was born, by the way, your kids are going to do this too, that she was going to be crawling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they literally like, when does she start crawling? When is she going to like do stuff? When's she going to laugh and play with me? I'm like, um, she barely knows how to move her head. Like <laughs> Finn still isn't sure that it's going to be human. Um, <laughs> he, he asked because we did not find out the the sex of this baby. Oh, so, I'm so excited. Um, he's determined it's going to be either a monkey or a puppy. Probably. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's how that works. Yeah. My kids ask me so many times. Um, how did the baby come out of there? How did the baby get in mm, there? Yep. I never gave a straight answer. I was like. Bruh! <laughs> I don't I'm not ready to answer this question. I'm terrified of when Finn goes to to kindergarten because I have given fairly straight answers to Proud some of you. questions. Proud of you. Um, I need to do better about that. In front of my in-laws was the best one the other day. We, we were we had a we had to go to the hospital for something and um <laughs> in the waiting room Finn and Jovi are both sitting there and Jovi says, "So, do they just cut the ba- the belly open and take the baby out or how does that work?" And I'm just straight faced as possible. She's she's just yeah. out of nowhere, and so I explained to her, no, like sometimes it does happen that way. Um, but mommies have awesome abilities to their body changes, and it you know the baby comes out of their vagina, and she looked mortified, <laughs> like completely, like what the? I was like, well, I'm never having kids, Daddy. Right? I was like that. I don't know if that was a success or not, but I, I think the look on her p- face was only rivaled by the look on my in-laws' faces. You know what? I've heard a lot of people say, though, that being just straightforward, especially at their age, because they're they're absorbing so much information and processing, they're just little sponges. And I think I said it comes out of mommy's body. I just don't mm-hmm. think I got into a lot of detail on it. Yeah. But it's it's interesting when they're old enough to understand, because obviously you and I both, same age kids, the first two were so back-to-back. The baby was way too little to ask, where does that baby come from? I mean, they didn't even know any different. They were still right. babies when the other baby was born. Yeah. But you, I will say this, as I feel like I'm giving you some sort of advice that you didn't ask for. I, I love that. I've enjoyed the baby phase so much more with this baby because since you're in the same boat, the first two were so close to back to back. It was a completely different level of chaos. Whereas this baby, and I know it's our last, I know my husband and I have made sure <laughs> that is the last one the baby shop is closed um officially but she's just so cute and like watching her do all these things i'm not as freaked out about her as a baby like they just don't seem as fragile i mean every baby is different i still felt like a new mom being like wait what am i supposed to do when this happens what does this mean yeah um i will say download this app called the wonder weeks app doing it it now i mean seriously it's the best four dollars you'll ever spend it literally breaks down like every um they call them leap growth spurt they're going through what's changing what their mind's doing what how it's going to affect them what days of the week how long like it's crazy it gives you like a weather that's forecast, nice but it's for the baby's mood oh i love that right 
So anyway, I feel like the baby phase has been so much better and I'm so much more go with the flow. Like he's got basketball. You got to go to basketball. We're all going like you just kind of get used to. You fit in basketball. We did play basketball. I have this mom guilt. I feel like I, I want them to be involved in all these things. And so we did play basketball. But like I played basketball when I was little. My dad was a basketball coach. And to be honest, like he's he played basketball December 28th through like February 10th. So it was about six weeks or so. We had so much fun in the games. I love like, it. Kennedy loved the games. My middle child, the baby, she sat through every single game and just kind of watched. And like all the family came out to the games. That was actually a fantastic experience was playing basketball. Now I did sign up for the science fair and I'm kind of regretting that one. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends looked at me and she was like, he's in kindergarten. It's not required till third grade. Why did you do that to yourself? And I'm like, because I feel the need to like, overdo things because I'm not home every day. It so is interesting that you bring like, up the mommy guilt because I feel like as a dad, I don't have that the same way. You that don't? No. I, I think that that may be one big difference between... I, I've said for a long time, I think it's a difference between men and women. I would agree because my, my wife does have the mommy guilt because on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, she is the one at work for... You know, she's kind of having that same role that your husband yeah. has. And so we've we've done a bit of swapping in that way. So she feels very guilty for not being there with them all of the time the way that I was. And so it's very interesting that you bring up the mommy guilt because I don't have it. But my wife definitely does. And oh, we're in very different boats. It it gets me so, so bad. I mean, I <laughs> I will like like hardcore cry i don't cry very often i really don't i mean like yes i'll get emotional over a song but not like cry right deep cry but the mom guilt now it's like if i sit around and think about how much time i'm away from the kids awake time versus asleep time if i think about that too long but obviously with my job here the hours can fluctuate like i've got a broadcast tomorrow and one on saturday and then i'm constantly thinking like how can i rearrange that time to get it back and then it's just I don't know. It haunts me every single day, all day. Social media doesn't help because, again, I feel the pressure of they have time to do that. Why don't I have time to do that? Absolutely. I'm like, because I have to provide for my family. I don't have a choice not to come to work. I have to be here. Yeah. I couldn't have the life that I've provided for my kids unless I go back to work. So coming back off maternity leave was very rough. So, so wait, what's happening with the baby? What daycare wise? You're not taking, are you taking the baby to work? You're not taking the baby to work. So when I say daycare, I actually mean my mom has opened her own little daycare. That's good. So uh, my mom watches the baby. Yeah. It's, and she, it, <laughs> it actually was a little crazy because this baby was a little more of a surprise than, um, Same. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, we, I remember cause you told me, oh, we're not having any more kids. Right. And about two months later we were like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So my mom and I had already discussed everything. We'd have everything worked out. She was putting in her two weeks notice at her job before she was going to start watching our kids, my cousin's child. Um, and we found out that we were having another baby and we were not ready to tell people because it was so early. Yeah. But we had I was like, we have to tell my mom. Yeah. Because this is going to impact her directly. Yeah. So um it was luckily, you know, I, I called her. I was like, so what you doing? <laughs> you know, and um, I broke the news. And of course, she squealed and was super excited. And she was <laughs> like, yes, I'm just going to have to get a van. Um, 
and that that was her biggest concern was how could she fit all of the kids in the car. She wasn't worried about you know How's any of the other stuff at all. It's really home? good, you know. Um, I I'm very happy that we can that they they obviously have a good relationship with with my mom, my mm-hmm. parents, but also. Um, we're able to work through some things because Finn is not going to preschool. Okay. And so we get to kind of create our own little programs and work with him. And it's, it's kind of like an extension of me being there because it is my mom and we can work through um, what I want to see happen. (laughs) I just have to say, I am so happy that you and I have maintained in each other's lives because the night I found out I was pregnant, which it was a complete shock um, in the best way, of course, but still complete shock. I live in a multi-generational home. So my parents Uh are like, walk through that door and I walked over there and I, my husband's like holding the pregnancy test up in the air. He's smiling ear to ear. I'm behind him crying. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, my mom and dad were like, why is Sarah crying? And I was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and my mom was like, I wish I could retire and become the granny nanny. And my mom hates the word granny, but she oh, said it because it awesome. rhymes nanny. Well, then while I was on maternity leave, both my parents ended up retiring. What? So now my parents watch the baby the two of them and then my dad will go pick up my daughter from preschool and then they're there when my son gets off the bus and so so like you said i do they're an my parents are an extension of me they're around they're they're around family every single day they're around someone that loves them every single day and like genuinely loves them and they're in their own home which it's it's just crazy because as much as a surprise things can be i do feel like things do work out oh 100 how they're supposed to and Again, that's why I work, because we created a situation so that we could have my parents in the home so that my parents could retire. And then, whoops, hey, there's another baby, whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things where it all does work out. And I think even with the baby coming in, your mom's probably going to be coming into play even more so. Oh, absolutely. Even offset attention, what the kids may be getting to make sure if you and Colleen are dealing with the baby and everything else like that. So Yeah, and we we get really lucky because not only are my my parents there, um, but my wife's dad and stepmom live just a few minutes down the road from my parents and from us and then we have um my wife's mom and stepdad live in louisville so we have such a great network that's such a huge thing and i mean that's part of the reason why i started this podcast too we are so lucky in that way yet i have friends that live here that have no one and i can't imagine i can't there's absolutely no way and brian's parents are here too i can't imagine doing what we do and having the lifestyles that we have without my parents around or without his parents around. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's such a huge thing. And I mean, finding a good group of friends and which to your point, I hope that circling back to finding another group of dads, maybe this, well, I'll figure out where those dads are. Maybe right. they'll let me know. Hey, dads. Ben wants to hang I, out. I need friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it is an interesting life shift because how long have you and Colleen been married now? 10 years. Okay. You're starting to creep me out. Same. That wow, same. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we, well, this year it'll be ten years. Same. Okay. See what you, what month? <laughs> July. Okay, you're just ahead of me. I'm in November. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> you're like same. No, I just kidding. After wondering when your anniversary and how old your kids are, I'll look at myself oh, and I'll right. know the answers to all these questions. I love- <laughs> so You've been married longer than probably most of your friends. Yeah, that, I mean, it, our struggle started early because. We got married before a lot of our friends got married. We had our first child before a lot of our friends got had our first their first child. We just kind of went through that process a little ahead of most of the people in our generation or most of the people that were in our friends group or that we went to college with, those types yeah. of things. And it 
most of the I honest I can honestly say most of those people are no longer in our lives. It we've just gone our separate ways. It's really hard. I was fortunate that a really close group of girls that I was friends with, and honestly, we've gotten so much closer because of having kids. I call them like my friends versus his friends, but I feel like the right. friends that I had from college and high school versus his friends from college and high school. We all went through the same thing at the same time where a lot of us are celebrating our 10, 11 year anniversary this year. We're 32, 33 years old. That is not the case for most people, no. especially to today's standards. And But then on the other side, all of my husband's friends, they all had kids a lot later. So at first it's like, hey, we're going to the bar. Hey, we're going to go do this. Hey, we're going to go do that. And I'm like, I can't do that. Right. I've got kids. I've got a lot of kids. Like, I got a lot <laughs> I don't now you're gonna get to the realm it's not like oh, I've got a pack I, I've got I come with a litter I come with a whole bunch like I got all the kids like it's not just a couple or both of them it's all of them um it's so weird but even now it's like we just stepped into the third kid realm and I have so many friends now that have one or two kids and it's just like oh like yeah it's just it's a it's just a lot different well you've always got a friend in me for any of these well, thank you questions that you may have um I may not be a dad but I have answers to some things. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or to Colleen too. His wife is lovely. She is quite the quite the peach. Yeah, girl. and you know she kind of goes through the same thing as a just on an opposite spectrum where she she has a lot of trouble keeping and making friends because of her work schedule. Oh god! And yeah. like, there's just very little time, and she get asks you know gets asked to go to the zoo as well, you know, and she can't. Or I'm sure people ask, oh, so your husband's with your, the kids all day and you're uh-huh. not? Does that does that upset you? Yeah. I talk about fueling the fire of mommy guilt. <laughs> like know. that's, yeah. I remember one time someone patted me on the back. They're like, oh, so you, you have two kids. They're that young. Oh, you must be away from them a lot. A lot. You, oh, you're, there's another one on the way. Oh, you must be gone so much. Instant and I'm just staring sobbing. at them. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Would you like to buy something or pay me to do something right, now because right. to afford all my children uh people don't it's okay people don't get what they're saying they don't ahead of time they Maybe don't later they think about it probably not probably not probably not either way we go through it so well i'm glad that you are who you are you've gone through so many changes you've now on basically three kids you have three kids yeah you have two store locations. You have Dada Boutique in New Albany and now Corden, which Corden's been open for since November. Since yeah, Black November Friday. 30th. So barely. It's fresh. You're it's going, very fresh. It's you know what? You might still as well smells just new. all the new at the same time. That was, just, and we bought a house at the same time. <laughs> so we moved from Louisville to Southern Indiana simultaneously. So While starting your business. Um, yeah, so we sold the house in Louisville. And it sold within 24 hours, and we didn't have anywhere to go. So we rented somewhere over here. And then at the same the same time we decided to open the Corridan store, we bought a new home in downtown. But we thought... <laughs> that's an old historic home, actually, that we thought we would renovate, because that would need... Yeah. We'd have time to do that with three kids, two businesses, and, you know, each other. So we had just moved into a new home like I moved into my new house. One of my coworkers was like, you're going to be pregnant in three months. And I was like, no, I'm not. Yes, I was. <laughs> so luckily we had just moved in. So I'm glad we weren't doing that part because we built a lot of it ourselves. So luckily we're not doing that. So, you know, again, if you're used to change, you might as well just welcome it. All right. Yeah. I mean, it all happened at one time. I told, I told my wife that by the time March gets around here, we're going to be like, it's so boring. <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh, I don't think so. You're like, no, that's a lie. That's not going to no, happen. No, you're going to have a baby and you're going to be like, oh, what's normal? What's our new normal? What's a routine? Right. What, right. How am I going to do 
all of this all of this this is a lot yeah it'll there'll be a whole lot of new adventure yeah so i don't think the adventure is ever going to stop especially with the new baby on the way and kids getting older another store to grow a home to renovate uh, yeah we the board we, you you know you said earlier everything works out we luckily just by we we wanted the four bedroom and we found one not anticipating having another child yep. and we're like oh this everything worked out you know so that wound up being one of the first rooms we renovated was the nursery looks great um, thanks appreciate very it very cute um so yeah we're really excited well you are wonderful again breaking down norms doesn't matter make your own normal that's the whole point of this honestly is what is normal i don't know it doesn't matter it does, but yeah ben thank you so much and i cannot wait to find out if you're having a boy or a girl thank you for and- having me i also cannot wait to find that out. <laughs> He's not a control freak at all. It's no. Like, what is happening? I know. I'm like, just anytime now. Any, any, anytime now. <laughs> is she like that too, Colleen? No. <laughs> <laughs> and now we come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little update on my friend Ben Byrne. Since the podcast was recorded, him and his wife, the beautiful Colleen, have welcomed an adorable daughter. Her name is Rory Magnolia. I mean, come on, that name? Amazing. Congrats to Ben and Colleen. Baby three is here.